0: In your attic, fully covered means fully insulated. If you can see your rafters, you're losing heat and money. But with the Home Depot, it's easy to add blow-in insulation yourself in just a few hours, and you'll save up to 15% on heating and cooling costs for years to come. Winter temps are here. So are winter heating bills. Are you covered? Right now, get a free blow-in machine rental when you purchase 10 bags or more of select blow-in insulation. Only at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Rishi Kapoor What's up
0: (laughs) Kunal Shah I can't believe I gave up on sleep for that man For that Is that the Australian Grand Prix Is that the legendary Albert Park Hosting a race I mean uh... Wait wait wait. I'm gonna answer
1: you Yes it was a legendary Albert Park Hosting what I would call it a Formula Rookie Grand Prix Yes Not a Formula 1 Grand Prix
0: Okay you know, people are saying that this is a really boring race, not a good start to the season, etc, etc. But I'm going to do a little correction over here. But I'm going to come out and say, Kunal, I've seen much, much, much worse Grand Prix in terms of entertainment value. I've seen some Spas and Monzas which were far less entertaining. So, it wasn't that bad. Well, in my
1: view, the fact that you just needed to start the race mm-hmm. to score points, mm-hmm. Was a bad formula. That means I had I just lasted out five more years or maybe seven more years in my racing career mm-hmm. and not started Australian Grand Prix in a McLaren. I would have scored points. <laughs> so, it, it to me, it was it was that we need more teams, we need more cars. Yeah, okay, and you cannot debate that you know a fifteen car race or a sixteen car race is ever going to be
0: as entertaining. Yeah, you know, my theory behind this is you you never really care about the back markers and the cars behind. But this was a bit too less because when 11 cars finish, these guys can't even make a cricket team because they don't have a 12th man. (laughs) (laughs) But you know
1: what? A lot of people could call this a quantity versus quality discussion. But I'm sorry, you need to find a balance for the two. Mm -hmm. Because if you really want quantity, just put Alonso versus Hamilton versus Vettel versus Button versus Michael, you know, just put the world champions in the same car and let them race. There'll be some four, five cars on the track. But will you enjoy it is the
0: question. Yes, absolutely. Uh, We are going to call this new version of Formula One, the Formula Rookie. The Australian Grand Prix is from now onwards referred to in this podcast as the Formula Rookie. And Formula Rookie, why? Because everything
1: in Australia was rookie level. I think the only thing professional about it was A. Mercedes
0: uh-huh. and B. the inside line Formula 1 podcast. <laughs> Alright, to start with, a lot of rookies started. A lot of rookies did not start. The rookies right. that started scored points. Example, Nasser, Sainz. Yes, Verstappen almost would have got points. Yes, the the, the guys who were rookies who didn't start were... Sort of Daniel Kibat. and of course
1: Manor. Very rookie in the way they approach the Grand Prix weekend. They are going to be paying for their freight. I think also what was rookie were the pit stops. I mean, teams practice pit stops for an hour every day in the winter season. Mm-hmm. And I think every second team had pit
0: stop issues. And that too with the same tire. Absolutely. So, I, I, everything was rookie about it. Well, the rookie discussion is going to take shape a little later. Coming back to the Grand Prix Grand Prix itself... The Australian Grand Prix, the only overtaking manoeuvre we remember is uh, Ericsson overtaking Carlos Sainz. Yeah, a rookie over a rookie again. (laughs) (laughs) But if I come back to Grand Prix, Grand Prix itself, I think for me, I was irritated when I saw Kimi having that contact in the beginning. I was irritated when his pit stops went wrong. I was so irritated when he was stuck behind the slower cars and I was fuming with anger. When his car stopped, because I certainly believe, I know you're going to disagree, that he was slightly faster than Vettel. He loves the new car and the fact that, well, he just missed out on a strong result. He did and I actually won't disagree with you. Thank you. <laughs> he was
1: doing 1 minute 31s. He was matching the pace with Mercedes-Benz cars in the mid-race. Mid and I think he would have probably been in for a strong result. But I'll tell you one guy who missed out on the
0: podium, Felipe Massa. Actually, Williams missed out on that podium because they shot in their own foot. I mean, sometimes I don't understand things that you and I can predict on TV. Yes, I believe that the Ferrari was slightly faster. But looking at how these cars are placed, it was very difficult to overtake yesterday. They could have, should have, would have fought harder and got
1: the podium. Absolutely. And you know what? This is where also Massa made the lol moment. When he said, listen, we want the same engine as the Mercedes AMG Petronas team. (laughs) Uh, Masa, the answer to that is in your dreams. But you know what? When I tweeted this out over the weekend, Mm -hmm. Mercedes-Benz actually replied to my tweet saying, "Um, we actually give them the same engine. It's the Mercedes-Benz family. Which was an even bigger
0: lol moment. (laughs) Like we don't know. But what we don't know is why teams come up with statements like, We're going to quit. We're not winning. We're going to quit. We're sore losers. We're going to quit. Red Bull... The Red bull Renault team has turned around and said, first, they called Renault, a rubbish company. They said, they're not listening to us. They said, uh, B, they've made more losses than last year. They've lost more f- horsepower. There's some 100 horsepower down. Uh, Christian Horner last year, ma- last week made a very, very funny statement saying, we don't need wind tunnels. And now they said, we don't need Red Bull. We've got to quit. We're going to walk away. You know what,
1: it's a little funny situation. Mm-hmm. Even more so, mm-hmm. because it's happening at the first round of the season. Like Toto Wolff and Christian Horner are locked in bullfight, as I would call mm-hmm. it. I do believe that Red Bull quit could quit Formula 1. Like I keep telling you, it is always a business. If uh, Dietrich Maticius, whatever his name is, gets the right price for his teams, he will sell it. Mm-hmm. But right now, it does seem like aimless rumours. And they want to quit because they want FI to step in and actually equalize the engine formula,
0: which to me is the other LOL moment. Yes, because you know uh, these guys were one of the one of the first people to turn around and say we need 1.6 engines. Uh, well, they were very much in for the hybrid formula that Mercedes. Yeah,
1: especially for. Renault absolutely wanted the 1.6 engines, Rishi. The funnier part in this Red Bull quit uh, moment, Rishi, was that Bernie Ecclestone, your good friend, <laughs> okay, actually supports their decision. To let FIA step in. But Bernie made a statement, which in my term is called cannibalization of the sport. Mm -hmm. He's turned around and said, you know, guys, let's just freeze the Mercedes engine and let the others catch up. Like,
0: I don't even know what that means. Oh, oh, Kunal, Kunal, Kunal. LOL (laughs) moment. Okay, okay, okay. You know, the hindsight or the bright side of that thing is, if Red Bull does go away, we'll have a car manufacturer in the name of Audi rumored to to be buying Red Bull. Uh, to step into the f- into the formula. Because, uh, well, Audi is always welcome. Yes, a car manufacturer is always welcome. But I'll tell
1: you, there'll be two things they'll be looking out for. A, the consistency of future rules, which currently everything is all over the place. Nobody mm-hmm. knows what's going to happen in the next two years. Mm-hmm. And B... I'm sure all the other manufacturers that are looking to come into the sport Mm. have seen the struggles that Honda is facing. I mean, it is not an easy engine formula to master. You don't want to do a Renault where you ask for the formula, you get the formula and then you are unable to cope with it. That's an even bigger PR disaster.
0: I have been really, really scratching my head over, over the Haas F1 racing team because there is a possibility they'll be on the grid next year. With this complicated engine formula only for a year and then change it all over again when 2017 has new rules.
1: Yes, but you know, Rishi, they're actually very smart. And that's where somewhere like the Americans, hello to our American listeners. They have done a phenomenal tie-up with Ferrari, where except for the chassis and the bodywork, everything is going to be given by Ferrari and they pay for it.
0: Yes, we don't have the headache, you do it. You may not give us the best well you might just give us the equal engine like mercedes giving to williams <laughs> but we're okay with finishing wherever we are we just want to step into the step into your shoes and then let you do the hard work so that's all right people who did not work hard enough in fact didn't work at all uh, well the lotus mercedes power team why both the cars out in the first lap maldonado feeling bad uh, roman Grosjean, feeling hilarious I don't understand. If they had the same result last year, why just switch the engines at all?
1: <laughs> but you know what? Maldonado crashed. Can you imagine? Only that this time, it he got tapped. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't his fault. <laughs> this never happens in Formula 1. So, this was really a different Grand Prix. And he's never finished a race in Australia. Not that it matters, right? I'm sure there are lots of other races he's not finished yet.
0: The I mean, Manor hasn't uh, hasn't come out in any manner at all. And, and it didn't defect Yes, but it's been since the ill-fated yeah. Japanese Grand Prix that... They've struggled to actually
1: even start a race. And guess what? Mm-hmm. They use a Microsoft engine software system. So that's why we know why it didn't start up.
0: <laughs> okay. Another rookie mistake was, I, I think, in, the, in this whole saber saga... Where Manisha Kaltenbaum almost went behind bars and Gheardo Van almost stepped into the car. And two lucky guys would have got those Sauber cars had they been
1: impounded, damn it.
0: For ah! so free that too. <laughs> I'm getting a feeling it'll be you and me. <laughs> okay, so the deal is the Sauber saga nobody's talking about right now because suddenly the focus is all on Red Bull. But the fact is Gheardo has not completely given up his, his take on the car. For the rest of the season. Now, it still continues. But hurrah to that team that has found a little more pace than last year. And looked good and actually got some points. Well, I actually agree and disagree. So,
1: firstly, I think Sauber did a very shoddy job in defending themselves. True. The way they've got drivers to pay for their seats this year, they probably got a lawyer, a rookie lawyer, to
0: pay to fight their own battle. Okay, (laughs) in court. You You know, they remind me of those colleges in Mumbai that... They take a lot of donation for seats and produce <laughs> doctors and lawyers out of it. I mean, it's really hilarious. But luckily... you're a doctor. Did you do this? I am going to check your teeth to prove it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but yes, in Sauber's case, P5, brilliant drive by Philippe and Asar. Mm. I don't deny it. But let, let's get honest and realistic about it. We had two lotuses not finish yes we mm-hmm. had the mclaren's not doing well at all we had a ferrari not finish mm-hmm. we had a toro rosso which had a 30 second pit stop mm-hmm. so realistically it's probably outside the top 10 or just about just there yes
0: but you would of course take the p5 mm-hmm. absolutely any points are good points and points are money very very important for a team like sauber every penny counts another lol woman that came out and, and and this is this is really really funny when uh, Mario Arriva Ben, I don't know if he's Gujarati, but I'm just asking, uh, but he just turned around and said, oh, we are Ferrari, we've taken care of Williams, we've taken care of Red Bull, all we need to do is just put our head down and look at Mercedes. And this was really hilarious because, well, I'm 100% sure Mercedes is is not running full 100% power on their engines and they weren't the fastest along the straight, so I'll believe that. Yeah. Uh, is it realistically possible, even in the second round of the season, that Ferrari looks like inching towards well, it's
1: very, very difficult to call that. Mm-hmm. Personally, I think the Williams would be a little quicker, even though they have admitted they are not. But that's the Williams. They have always been defensive in their approach. Mm-hmm. But uh, for him to have written them off is, is, a, is the lol moment that we are talking of. So, for him to have written off Williams and Red Bull, mm-hmm. too early, my friend.
0: A bit too overconfident, I believe. But what I believe is... This is a very, very close battle between Vettel and Kimi. And I'll tell you why. Both these guys need a very sharp the front car, which is very good for Ferrari because then if drivers with similar driving styles are driving for you, it develops the car very well, which wasn't the case with Alonso and Kimi.
1: Well, I only know one thing, Rishi. Mm-hmm. I think Vettel is the lucky charm for any Formula 1 team. And True. Alonso is the unlucky guy. Can you imagine? True. Alonso leaves the team and they get a podium. Absolutely. And that too at the hands oh. of Vettel.
0: Who's yeah. actually... Uh, <laughs> it's funny, it's really, really funny It's really funny I'm going to come back to Vettel, Vettel versus Rosberg Rosberg says, oh, it's great if other teams fight with us And they get close to us, of course, he's bluffing, he's kidding uh, Vettel turns around and says, really, you want to go slow? You want me to come down and sit in your debriefs?
1: Rishi, you've got to buy both of us tickets to Malaysia It's not too far from here Yeah, We should be there when both of them meet in the Friday debrief in the engineers room <laughs> I absolutely love their banter Imagine who didn't have
0: the debris of this 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 race. Who didn't have Kevin Magnussen <laughs> because he didn't have a race. The biggest lol moment of the race was Kevin Magnussen. Alonso had to get into a crash to give him a place, and he still couldn't drive. I mean, I, I'm just my heart goes out for the guy, but well, he just had a plane ride. I just remember one Hindi word out here. Yes, yes Naseeb, Nasib, yes. You Naseeb. might want to explain what that is. Nasib for all our people outside India or don't get Hindi or Urdu is fate. Fate not on Kevin's side, is fate. And I would hear quote the great Morpheus from The Matrix when he says,
1: fate has a unique sense of irony. Can you imagine for Kevin Magnuson. Let's give it for him, guys. Woo!
0: Kevin, you still turned up on a 20-hour flight to the place. We wish you a f- <laughs> safe... Bon voyage, Kevin. Bon voyage. All right. I'm going to talk about all the rookies now. Well, if you go to see Daniel Kvyat was a rookie for Red Bull. I mean, he's really young. And he didn't get to drive. It's a very difficult car to drive. This reminds me, Red Bull gives you a wing. <laughs> that, that podcast we had done. <laughs> no, what I'm going to say is, what did Daniel Kvyat do while he was not driving a race? What did he do? He shared his lunch with Kevin Magnussen.
1: <laughs> you mean, did it have some Russian vodka, since both of them are probably underage in drinking?
0: It has some Danish pastries for sure. <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna go come back to some rookie jokes here. Uh, very well done, Nasser. Very well done, Sainz. You know, every time you say Nasser, it reminds me of Felipe Massa. I don't know. I, I know, difficult. it just sounds like, like this. Like yes, yes, yes. But he is Nasser, yes. Yes, Carlos Sainz showed signs of a great driver to be. What's that? again, a lot of people talking no, I'm about. I'm gonna it. stop on Signs. Yes.
1: 30 seconds stationary in a pit stop, still getting two points. Phenomenal. Fact what guess. a drive. Fact like, fact Absolutely.
0: But the rookie of the day for me and for Kunal was none of the drivers, was none of the mechanics, was none of the teams. It was actually
1: Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'm sure again our American listeners are all applauding. Let's applaud. (laughs) So here's why. Rishi, why don't you tell everyone why?
0: Yes, because the only entertainment we got all Grand Prix was actually after the Grand Prix on the podium when Arnold was doing the interviews and it was fantastic. I mean, the guy knows his sport in limited amounts, not like us. But, well, he still did a good job. Much he was better. very entertaining. Very entertaining. Much better than most of the people that get up there, except Martin, Martin Brundle. Maybe David Coulthard as well. Maybe. But, but you know what? Yeah. I
1: loved it when two things happened on the podium. When Hamilton said, Hey, I thought you were actually taller than this. Massive <laughs> lol moment. I'm sure Arnold wanted to just punch his jaws out. The second was when, at the end, both of them turned around and said, I'll be back. Can you imagine what would have happened if Kimi Raikkonen was in this conversation? <laughs> Kimi would have said,
0: "Don't tell me what to do. I
1: know. I know I what, know I'm, what doing. I'm doing." <laughs> but here's where I'm going to quote one of uh, a Formula One fan who tweets a lot, who writes, and hopefully listens to us as well. Binoy, he said, "You know what? They should have got Arnold Schwarzenegger to stress test
0: those carbon fiber chassis there." <laughs> I'm sure Manor would have failed. But... <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about Mercedes from here? Because when you go to Malaysia, you have a racing, racing track. Is, is the advantage going to extend?
1: Listen, they can extend the advantage if they are under pressure. That's mm-hmm. very clear. They are winning absolutely uh, effortlessly, which is good. They are the only team that seem F1 spec. Slick mm-hmm. pit stops. Very, very professional the way they handle themselves. Everyone else is falling out all around them. Mm-hmm. I think Mercedes... Is undoubtedly gonna win this year's constructors championships. My worry also, Rishi, I know you and I are slightly more biased towards Rosberg, sorry, mm-hmm. Hamilton fans, is that we could very well see a Lewis Hamilton washout this year. I don't know. I fear it, of course, single team, single driver domination, mm-hmm. but well that's what it could be.
0: I'm really surprised because yesterday I believe I firmly believe that their pace was really, really similar. Uh, this track is a little difficult to overtake. But yes, he could everything he could. I'm just hoping and praying and believing that it goes into a good dual fight. Even if Lewis wins, that is. Because... A fair fight, a dual fight, what we need. Because we saw a four-way fight. Why don't you talk about that video? Yes, you? we saw a viral video that Kunal has just shared with me of IndyCar. Where there are three cars... Right next to each other, driving at Indianapolis, going for the chequered flag and the guy actually behind. I'm not going to actually, I'm not going to give a spoiler. It's a four-way fight. We'll put the link. Yeah. Let's do that. Yes. yes, The only time somebody other than Patrick Dempsey actually got famous. (laughs) Yes, another Dempsey. It is going to be. You have to, have to watch it. We have to watch out for a lot more news coming from Formula One. Malaysia is on the cards. It's going to be entertaining, I believe, this time. I hope a lot more cars are starting and finishing, and McLaren, start praying.
1: Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder, donut.